Ministry Bits, episode 016, recorded May 14th, 2014. Email, organization, and communication. Ministry Bits is happy to be part of the AIM network of podcasts. You can find that at adventuresinministry.com, and you can listen to us on the AIM app, newly updated, and now in the Google Play Store as well. And uh, make sure that you go take a visit to them, and you can listen and stream and download our episodes right on the app. Show notes for this episode can be found at chadl.co slash mbits slash 016. Make sure to go and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ministrybits. And be sure to follow us on Twitter for all relevant updates and different things regarding shows at twitter.com slash ministrybits. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. I am Chad Lemon, your host here for the Ministry Bits podcast, episode 016, episode 16. Sweet 16. And we are uh, very happy to be here with you today. We are very happy that you are listening to the show. Uh, You guys are phenomenal. Whoever you might be, whoever you are out there, I've heard from a couple of different people about how they just love the podcast and all these other different things, and I am flattered and honored and all sorts of other adjectives about uh, those different things pertaining to praise for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And last week we had, at, at present, it's only been up for, since Friday, so this is this is Wednesday, we're recording on Wednesday, this is Friday, we have had over 600 listens to the podcast with Daniel Howell last week. We want to thank Daniel for being on the show last week. He gave us a treasure trove, an absolute treasure trove of um, really, really good content, really, really good things uh, that we could uh, take and apply in our churches. He is the um, he's the IT manager at Southeast Bible College, uh, and he is the or Southeast, Southeast Bible Institute of Bible things or something, whatever it's called. And uh, <laughs> by the way, Southeast uh, PR department, get to work on um, on changing that. Maybe you should just call it Southeast. I think that's what most people just call it anyway, but oh well. But he's also a preacher. He preaches at Sweetwater Church Christ there over near uh, Knoxville. And he is actually um, a super techno. I mean, you think I'm a geek. You think I'm, I'm, I'm really, really decent at this technology stuff. Daniel Howell is uh, pretty amazing, and we were very, very happy to have him on the show. A little bit longer show last week, but you know what? If the content is good, we're just going to run with it, okay? That's how it goes. If the content's good, we're just going to run with it. Things actually. Thanks for Daniel being on the show last week. Really, really great. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me. If you think you've got um, what it takes to be on Ministry Bits, let me know. I'm just kind of kidding, but if you think that you've got something really cool that you use technology in your ministry or in your church or in your, even doesn't matter if you're a preacher, youth minister, youth worker, deacon, 
uh, staff member, church secretary. It doesn't matter what you are. If y'all have got a really good workflow, a really good system that you use, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, even if it's a little old, it doesn't have to be brand spanking new for everything. Even if it's a little old, I'd love to hear about it. Email me, chad.landman at gmail.com, L-A-N-D-M-A-N at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And we also want to spotlight the new AIM app. The new AIM app is um, really, really great. Um, there's not been a big redesign or anything. I'm not talking about that, but we've added all of our podcasts. So you've got the I'm a YM podcast on there. You've got the uh, Ministry Bits, of course, is, gonna, is on there now. You've got the John and Paul show that's always been on there. You've got Sports and the PM for him, which is, um, or not Sports and the PM for him, PM Sports for him. Um, which is a great uh, show that, that is once a week. And then you've got some uh, Stuff Preachers Use. You've got that as kind of a uh, tools podcast for um, uh, preachers and teachers and different things like that. So really cool. We've got five podcasts on there right now, and we're going to be adding maybe even more uh, some soon. So be looking at that. You can download and stream right there on the app. It is absolutely fantastic. So make sure you check out the new AIM app. And now it's on Google, so you can get on your Android device. And you can um, do that. If, they, if Android's the way you go, then you can download it there as well. So make sure you check that out. And the summer is approaching. Just one more note before we get started this morning. Uh, the summer is approaching, and um, I'm a youth minister. And youth ministers, I would say, make up at least half, if not three-quarters, of the listeners of this podcast. And there's going to be two things that happen there. One, I'm not going to be able to make as many shows uh, as I want and have as many guests as I want over the course of the summer. And two, you're not going to be able to listen uh, to all of them over the summer. So uh, we're not going to go on hiatus or anything, but we are going to have a lighter schedule for the summer months, and that's just June and July. We'll resume a normal schedule here back in August. Um, but we'll have a guest or two in the summer. We're not going to have we're not going to do our our normal guest me guest me kind of format we're going to have maybe a guest or two and we'll have a couple of shows during the summer but don't expect more than about two shows a month uh, but that's oh that's going to be okay we'll get back on a regular schedule in august and i'll be telling you more about that but we've got some good stuff to talk about this summer and we hope that you'll still tune in to the podcast and we'll resume our normal schedule uh, in august and we're really looking forward to that because the summer will be over so Email, organization, and communication. Let's talk about email first. Email might be the bane of every minister's... It might be the bane of existence for anybody in, in a corporate position. And I, I guess you could say that ministers are in kind of a corporate position. You know, we're, we're leaders in our uh, congregations. We, are, um, we are, are busy all the time. We've got a, a never-ending to-do list. We're not going to talk about to-do lists today necessarily. We're just going to talk about how to organize. But how do you do email? What do you do for email? What is your solution for getting through and, and categorizing and answering and reading email? And let me, let, me, let me first say that if you don't have a solution for this, you're, you're killing yourself unnecessarily. You really, really are. Uh, you're missing opportunities. You're 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 missing out on on things that you need to do, things that the opportunities that, that are coming about that people are emailing you and stuff. People love to email these days. They don't necessarily want to call you. Uh, they want to email. 
Uh, they don't even want to text you. They want to email sometimes. Um, Dale Jenkins is like the email dude. I mean, he he emails, you know, 5 million people, it seems like, right? Loved, I, if I could have two seconds with Dale Jenkins' email list, it would just be unbelievable, right? So you look at email and you say, if you don't have a solution, you're killing yourself. Well, you if, if you're going to some arbitrary website, if you're still using... And I hate to, to hit on Outlook and to hit on Microsoft Office products and everything. But if you're using a very outdated version of Outlook on a very outdated computer, you're not doing it right. Uh, you need to get up to date on those things. You need to uh, at least update Outlook. Update uh, update your Outlook. Outlook has become a really, really fantastic program. Now, it's got way too much stuff on it for me. Uh, but it's a really, really fantastic program. Uh, if you still have a Hotmail address... You're doing something wrong. <laughs> no offense, but you're, but you're doing something wrong. If you have some weird, awkward web portal that your supposed IT guy at your church set up and you have to go to this website to, to check your email, and that's the only place you can access your email, then you're doing it wrong. Um, we have set up here at, at Church Street, we have churchst.org email addresses for everyone. Um, we have it for the office. It's office at churchst.org. And we have everybody's first name set up on churchst.org. So anybody, anybody, that's something that you don't have to remember. You have to remember the web address because that's our website as well. You go to churchst.org and that's our Squarespace site. And we, we post stuff there all the time and we, we're, we're still working on a lot of different things with it, but that's our new website. I say new in the last six months new. Well, our, our email addresses are the same. If you, if you put Chad at churchst.org, it's going to go to my email. And we have six elders, and all of their first names are their email addresses for the church. If you want to email an elder, you just say lee at churchst.org, or you say glenn at churchst.org. And that's all you got to remember. We have that set up through GoDaddy. We bought a domain, so, and then we bought email addresses with that, and they gave us 10 email boxes for like $34.99 a year. So for $35, we have a custom domain email address. Now, GoDaddy's interface and the way that you check email through GoDaddy is absolutely awful. None of the elders, none of the staff members have ever went to GoDaddy to check their churchst.org email addresses. And you don't have to do a custom domain. I'm just telling you that this is kind of a, the awkward ways that some people have set up email to where you can only access it at one place. Well, what I have, uh, what I've done is have forwarded those email addresses, so when, for instance, our preacher's name is Kyle Bolton, when Kyle at churchst.org gets an email to that email, it directly forwards it, deletes it from that inbox, directly forwards it to his Gmail. He can access his Gmail everywhere. He can access it on his phone, on his tablet, on whatever other device or whatever other computer that he wants. He can go through the web and access it. Whatever he wants to do, he can access it that way. So... If you don't have a solution to where you can access your email at all times, how many times have you come up and somebody said, oh, well, I emailed you that. Did you not get it? And you're like, wow, that would have saved a lot of consternation, a lot of time, and a lot of frustration if I'd have, had, if I'd have gotten that email or if I'd have checked that email. And there's a, there's a fine line between actually, you don't, you know, I check my email uh, it's not a matter of how many times a day I check my email. I get a notification every time I get an email. Um, 
And I unsubscribe to a lot of things every single week. Um, and that's the one thing that you're going to have to do as well is go through your inbox and how many, how much junk do you get? You, do you think it's some insurmountable problem? And you say, well, you know, I can't, uh, I can't necessarily combat this problem. So I'll just, I'll just forget about it. I just won't check my email because there's so much junk in there that I can't filter out what I need and what I don't need. Well, yeah, you can. Gmail has filters and Gmail has one of the best spam filters I've ever seen. If you're still getting spam on your email, go to Gmail. Uh, if you're getting spam through your AT&T address or whatever internet service provider address, by the way, those are horrible, by the way. Forward those, auto-forward those to Gmail. Go get you a Gmail account. It's free. It comes with free Google Drive. It comes with free all sorts of Google services. If you have a Gmail account, then you have, a, you have Google, basically. And you can sign in with Google with everything. You can sign into your Android device or whatever. And most of you have done that. Um, so let's go to the next step here. You have Gmail. You have a good, a good way to do it. I actually use um, the Gmail web interface. The Gmail web interface is not bad. Uh, and I've heard and I've seen pictures and rumors of them doing a new revamped Gmail interface that looks outstanding. If they happen to implement that, it will be amazing. But um, I really want uh, you to embrace, and I'm not saying Gmail is the best client out there. There's a there's a Outlook.com actually has a really good um, web interface for email. Uh, it's a Microsoft thing, and, and Microsoft has really stepped up their game on things in the last year or so. And Outlook.com is actually a very good email service. Um, and there's a couple of, a handful of others. Yahoo is kind of, eh. Um, AOL, if you've still got an AOL address, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at you. I'm sorry. If you've still got an AOL address and you're listening to this, don't use your AOL address anymore. <laughs> but, uh, and I'm not making fun of you, but I am. Um, Gmail is really, it's been around since 2006, and it's really a really great way to go. Uh, they've got a lot of organization. They've got a lot of different things. And I like an app on my iPad and iPhone called Mailbox. Now, Mailbox is owned by Dropbox, but it is a really great email app for people like us because we've got so many emails coming in and we've got requests for speaking engagements coming in and we've got people emailing us from church and we've got our staff emailing us about things that are going on and we've got uh, newsletters from Dale, you know, and we've got all these other different things coming through our email and we need to be able to get through it really quick. And e Mailbox is perfect. It's, uh, it's, it's quite inexpensive. I think it's maybe $4.99. And uh, you just swipe through your email. You swipe left, left to right, to delete. You do a long swipe to delete. You do a short swipe to archive. And if you archive through Gmail, you can just literally search anything that you've ever, you've ever had. You could literally archive everything that you wanted to in Gmail. And then go back and search your email. And that's one of the most useful features I've found. Is somebody says, well, I sent you that the other day. And I type it in and I say, mm, no, you didn't. You didn't send it to me. You may have thought you did, but you didn't send it to me. And I can literally say, nope, it's not there because it would have been archived in my Gmail. So Mailbox lets you do that on your iPhone and iPad. And then you do a long swipe to the left, and there's the most useful feature I see is the read later feature or remind me later feature. And you can actually tell it, it'll give you a set of buttons right there. It'll say, do you want to be reminded tomorrow? Do you want to be reminded in three days? Do you want to be reminded next week? Um, whatever. And it will literally put that email back in your inbox um, however much time you tell it to do later. If you've got something coming up, somebody emails you about 
Hey, I'm going to, I need to talk to you next week about the speaking engagement. Okay. I don't need to see that right now. I don't need to see that right now because that's next week. I've got things to do right now. Swipe to the left. It's yellow. It gives me a little clock icon right there. It says, what do you want to do with this next week? Boom. It's gone and you don't have to see it again. It's basically email triage. Uh, basically getting all the email out of your, your inbox to get to inbox zero. Don't hoard your email. Don't, don't do anything like that. Archive it so you don't have to see it and keep it. I actually kind of use my email as a to-do list. If I have an email in there, that means it's a current thing that I'm working on or a current thing that is due at this point or somebody that I need to talk to about something or something. So email can be a disaster for you or it can really be um, you can really embrace it and make it a workflow as, as really, really great. So Mailbox is that app. It's on iPhone, iPad. They're actually developing a Mac app pretty soon. And I don't know if they're, I think they're going to do a Windows app as well, but it looks fantastic from the screenshots that I've seen. And I'm already on the waiting list to uh, try that out. So uh, Dropbox um, owns that and it's really, really great. So email, that's email. And that does not solve any problems, but I hope that that points you in the right directions. Let's talk about organization a little bit. Are you one of those people who has, you're, you're the guy that has like his entire desktop covered with files. Are you that guy? Because my OCD does not allow me to be that guy. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't have literal OCD. I'm just kind of joking. And I, I sympathize with anybody else who had, does have OCD. But my, my tech computer OCD does not allow me to do that. So I have all my files in folders and in, in, in nested folders and I'll have, you know, church street and then I'll have 2014 and then I'll have all the, an event folder. I have a folder for every single event, you know, summer camp, VBS advance. And I'll put, I'll throw all my files in there so I can find what I need to find when I want to find it. And the way that I find that is, is an app called Alfred. And, uh, there's similar apps to this on the Mac called Quicksilver and launch bar. But, but the one I've come to know and love is Alfred and Alfred just basically has a keyboard shortcut. Mine is option Z. I just hit option Z and it brings up a search bar literally right there in the middle of my computer screen. And I can search anything that I want. I can, I can go into preferences and I can, I can customize the search parameters. I can make it search contacts or I can make it search emails in my mail account. Or I can make it search whatever I want to on my Mac or I can make it search certain folders on my Mac. And it will find folders. It will find files. It will find all sorts of things that pertain to that. And it will give me a big list right there on the thing. I can down arrow to it and hit enter and it will either bring me to that file or open up that file for me. It's really, really nice. It'll show the path of the file under it. It'll show where it's located. This is in this folder, slash this folder, slash this folder, slash this folder. Oh, you've got this buried in five folders. There you go. That's why you couldn't find it, right? So if you're nesting things in folders, don't go too far uh, and, and nest in that. And use apps like Quicksilver or LaunchBar or, um, or Quick, uh, Quicksilver LaunchBar or Alfred, like I'm recommending. You can also use these as application launchers. They'll find applications as well. I just type in, uh, I do command... Option Z, and I type CH, and it comes up with Chrome, and I hit Enter, and it will it will learn from what requests you have. Like if you access a folder uh, a lot on your Mac, then uh, it will actually come up with that um, folder, and it will say it, it will know that you have accessed that before, and that you frequently access that folder. 
So uh, whatever folder you access frequently will come up and be the first one on the list. And you can customize it and all sorts of different things. But go try that app. It's called Alfred. And there's a free, it's free. And then you can buy something called the Power Pack that allows you to do a lot more nerdy stuff. But the basic, the basic, um, the basic app itself is free and it's really, really great. So um, that's for finding what you want. Well, um, what about management for documents, management for projects and different things? Well, I use two apps for that. I use um, Evernote for scanned stuff. Uh, Evernote, I, I've tried some of these scanner apps and I've tried scanning stuff with a physical scanner on my desk. And to be honest, the camera in my iPhone 5S is as good or better at scanning through Evernote documents that I need to have access to. And the cool thing about Evernote is that if you, um, if you have a document in Evernote, it is the text in the document is searchable. And I love that. Uh, that, is, that is absolutely phenomenal to have when I need to find something. So if I have an important document, for instance, I have a tax document that, that we carry around and, and I, when I have to purchase things at Sam's Club or anything like that, we have to present that tax document sometimes or to other different places and everything. Well, I have that scanned on my Evernote and I just pull it up and I search taxes or tax and it comes up with that document. I look at that document. I can print it off from Evernote if I want to again. I can show them at the, the I'd actually did that the other day. I showed them at the counter when I was buying things and they said, oh, okay, that's your, that's your tax form. Okay, good. And they, and they did that. And it's really great for having scanned documents. I, you know, Adam, we did a show a couple of weeks ago with Adam Fawn on Evernote and, and you should go back and listen to that. Um, he talked a lot about Evernote. He's like the Evernote king and uh, he keeps everything in Evernote. And while I don't subscribe to that theory, I don't think that, that Evernote should be a bucket that I keep everything in. It should be my filing cabinet that I keep important things in that I keep uh, documents in, and I keep a picture of my license plate on my car in, so I don't forget that. Uh, I have some scanned documents and different things that I need to keep that I need to reference, uh, drawings and diagrams and different things that I want to keep and I want to reference, and I can get rid of that paper, and it's really, really great. Um, Evernote is, uh, is free, but you can pay $4.99 a month or $44.99 a year and get the premium version that gives you some extra features as well as a lot of extra storage. So it's really, really great. Um, OneNote is one that I have really started using here pretty fiercely, and I'm sitting here looking at it right now for my notes. I use it for project management, management basically, because OneNote is almost like a canvas, uh, both on the Mac app, on the Windows app, on the, uh, the iPhone app, and the, the iPad app, and, and as well as uh, the Windows phone app, I believe, and they have it on Android as well. You can literally, and I love the Mac app, because you can literally put text boxes anywhere, put pictures anywhere, put diagrams anywhere on this canvas of documents that you have. And I really like the colors and the design of it and the way that you have your, your project organized in tabs at the top. It's really, really great. It's got a lot of uh, font choices that are really just really, really wonderful and outstanding. They carry over to the iPad apps and different things like that, which is really great. But you can make stuff bigger, you can make stuff smaller, you can put colors on things. And I really like it because it allows me to have better visibility while I'm preaching or while I'm teaching. And I can just glance down at something and the fonts look great on a Retina screen, on a Retina iPad mini. And it's just really, really great. I use it mainly for project management. You can have built-in to-do lists on that. And you can, uh, doesn't have reminders, but, um, but I'm sure that's coming in the future. But they've been constantly updating this app. And it's turned out to be really, really great. So that's Microsoft OneNote. 
and it's great for project management and notes management for me. And then the last little utility I want to talk to you about at organization is called Command C. It's for Mac um, app. It's, a, it's got a Mac app. It's got uh, an iOS app for both iPad and iPhone. And I have found that this app is invaluable when I want to get text from my Mac to what I'm working on on my iPad or vice versa. Or I want to transfer a picture from my phone. Like just say I wanted to transfer one picture. I took a picture of my son or something like that. And I want to transfer one picture. Well, I can actually transfer that one picture to my Mac via the Wi-Fi network and it will pop up right on my screen and it lives in my menu bar and it's really great. It's called Command-C. The Mac app is free, but you have to have the companion iOS apps for it to work and it's $3.99 and it's really, really great. It lets you easily transfer stuff back and forth. There's There's been a few apps that do this. Desk Connect is another one that has done this and it didn't do it all that really, really all that great. And uh, it kind of failed on me a lot and didn't do really well. And um, this one seems to be really reliable, seems to be really sturdy and, and works for me. So that's uh, that's it for organization. Oh, and uh, no, I'm sorry, that's not it for organization. One big thing that I use is Dropbox. Uh, Dropbox for organizing um, all sorts of things. Um, and I'll tell you the reason why I choose Dropbox over Google Drive. I actually like Google Drive a lot. I use Google services a lot. So you would think that Drive would be a natural thing for me to use, especially since I have a lot more storage with Google Drive. I have like 65 gigabytes through different incentives and different Android devices that I've used and different things like that. And I only have about 15 gigs with, with Dropbox. Well, Dropbox seems like they've got a better handle on file syncing, file storage, uh, sharing those files, making those files public for people to download. Google Drive wants to shove Google Docs and Google Sheets like down your throat and they want you to use Google services instead of using storing documents. And I've run into some problems with Google drive, not syncing and not storing, uh, some larger files that I have. I had a 75 megabyte video file that I put on there the other day that I said, Hey, I want to, I want to make sure to put this in drive and make sure it's storage. Well, it, it didn't want to sync it. It said it's one unsyncable file. And I'm like, well, what's the problem? It's a file. It's right there. It's, I don't understand. But I've run into that problem several times. So that's why I don't necessarily rely on Google Drive as much as I have Dropbox. And I've been a Dropbox user since 2009, and it's, um, it's a really great service. Um, so use Dropbox to organize your stuff. And the great thing about Dropbox is if whatever you have organized in Dropbox, uh, say your computer literally just crashes on you or falls off the top of the... I had literally had this happen the other day. Somebody told me that their iPad... They put it on top of their car after church and drove off with it. And it fell out in the middle of the road. And they had nothing saved, no backups, nothing anywhere. Didn't have Dropbox on there on their, on their for their files and different things like that or saving their photos. You can do that with Dropbox too. If they'd had Dropbox, all they'd had to do, get their new iPad through their insurance program or whatever they have, download the app, sign into the app, and it downloads all your content because it's all there. Same thing with the computer. It's great for college students, I think, because uh, if a college student has all their papers and different things stored on Dropbox, there's no losing that. Because if you, worst case scenario, if your computer crashes or falls out your dorm room window or something like that, you have Dropbox sitting there with all your files and you can get on them and access them and print them off from any computer on the web. So it's really, really great. So 
let's get to the one that I kind of wanted to talk about a lot. Um, and we've only got a few minutes left here, but I want to end the podcast with this. And that is communication. I'm going to get on to y'all a little bit as ministers and youth ministers. We are, for, for us to be, okay, I don't know how to say this exactly. For us to be communicating the most important message out there, I think we do a phenomenal job of that. I've, I haven't met many preachers and, and youth ministers and teachers and different things that I can say, well, they're not really, um, they're not really for the cause of Christ, are they? No, every one that I've ever met has communicates the gospel really well. The people that I go to Soldier Circle with up in Nashville and the people I go to, I love to hang out with the guys in Columbia and everything in here in Middle Tennessee. And they communicate on the pulpit the gospel so well. But when it comes to regular communication and communication on projects and speaking terms and dates and different things like that, we're pretty terrible about that. Um, I can name so many people and I'm not going to, but, and I've, I'm guilty of this as well. I'm not saying that, that I'm exempt. I'm guilty wholeheartedly of this as well, but there's so many people that are so bad at communicating. They don't ever email you back. They don't ever return a phone call. And it's not because that they don't want to, and it's not because that they don't they can't or anything. It's not because they didn't get your message or anything. It's just because they, they're so busy and they forget and we get so busy. Don't, don't be a black hole communicator. And what I mean by that is if somebody's communicating with you, don't let their messages fall into a black hole. Uh, don't have some way to get back to people. That's why I love that feature in mailbox of remind me later. You know what? I don't have time to deal with this today. I've got, you know, somebody waiting on me in my office. I've got a sermon to prepare for. I've got to go visit this person at the hospital. And I've got to, I've got all this stuff going on. I can't deal with this right now. S- swipe, remind me tomorrow. That's all you got to do. And it will remind you tomorrow because odds are if we delete something or we swipe it and we get rid of it, we're never going to remember it again. We're never, if it doesn't get written down for me, if it doesn't get saved or put back in my inbox through a mailbox, it doesn't get done. And I apologize to anybody that I have uh, let down as far as, wow, he was supposed to do this for us and uh, he was supposed to get back with me on this and he never did. It happens all the time. So I've tried to minimize that uh, happening uh, for myself all the time. Uh, the way that you, The way that I have found that you can do this is to limit your communication avenues. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I would say don't tell people three or four or five different ways to, to contact you. If you want to, if you want to really streamline how people communicate with you, just say, okay, well, uh, you can email me. That would, that would actually be the best. Oh, well, I'll just text you. No, I'd really prefer that you email me. That'd be, that'd be really great because odds are, if they can text you, if they have a smartphone, they're going to be able to email you. Okay. The capability for these things is, is not really is as outdated. Now, if somebody says they can't email you, then they're, they're living in 1995. You know, they, they don't have an email address, really? Okay, so, but, but limit your communication avenues. One of the pitfalls for me is, is Facebook Messenger. People message me on Facebook all the time, and I despise Facebook as in general anyway, but I despise Facebook Messenger even more. 
and people want to communicate with me all the time. I have had to turn on notifications for Facebook Messenger because so many people choose to communicate with me over Facebook because they don't necessarily know my email address or they don't know my phone number. And I've tried to limit my communication when I when I do it. I, I communicate. Um, you have those different people that, that communicate with you in different ways. Uh, one guy who gets me to do projects for him all the time communicates nothing but direct messages on Twitter with me all the time. I've talked to him on the phone a couple times, but he, he, he prefers direct messages on Twitter all the time because that's where he can find me. People are going to gravitate to communicate with you where they can find you. So you need to tell them or, or inform them or give them your preference and say, no, I'd really prefer that you email me. Or no, I'd really prefer that you give me a phone call, an old-fashioned phone call. How about that? Or some people, text messaging has actually come in and been really, really helpful for a lot of people. And a lot of people would say text messaging is very impersonal. And, oh, that's so, that's so impersonal. It's not, well, it's not any more impersonal than email or a Facebook message. So make sure that you tell people what you prefer and stick to that. It's a very simple concept, a very simple idea, but just say, just limit people's possibilities. Say, you know what? I'm not really on Facebook a whole lot, and I really don't want to be on Facebook a whole lot, so just email me because I check my email 35 times a day, you know? So just say that. Now, um, don't be a black hole communicator. Don't let your stuff fall into black holes. Voicemails, voicemails are communication black holes. Uh, lots of people most of the time don't listen to voicemails. At least that's been my experience. If you leave a voicemail, it's basically like talking to nobody. So uh, I would email that person. Don't rely on one piece of communication to communicate with somebody. Um, phone calls always seem to work if the person will answer, uh, if the person can, can be available. Call them at their office, call them on their cell phone. Hopefully that works. Uh, what about team collaboration, team communication? What if you've got a couple of staff members at your church that you'd love to c- communicate with, um, but you don't really have, I mean, you don't have any, you don't have a lot of money to throw at it or you don't have any money to throw at it and you want to be able to access it on your devices and different things. Well, a, a good one that I found, two good ones actually, uh, that the AIM uh, group and the AIM uh, people actually use really, really well is called Voxer. Uh, Voxer is basically a kind of a Nextel walkie-talkie kind of thing, except it goes through an app and it's free. And uh, they have pro features and different things like that that you can use. But I've never, we've never had to use that. And we've got a team of about five guys that communicate almost daily through this walkie-talkie app. And you can also send text messages when you can't talk. Like if you're in a meeting and somebody beeps you, you can also send a text message. Uh, you can actually put a paste a photo in there and show people a photo. You can paste links in there and show people links. It's basically like one big running conversation. Now that can be very cumbersome when you've got a person in the group that doesn't necessarily need to be talked to, so they have to hear everybody else's messages. But at the same time, you can go ahead and start other different messages with one-on-one people, and you can communicate with them like that. So it's kind of like a uh, delayed phone call conversation, except you're kind of doing it walkie-talkie style, and you can play back all the recordings. It's really cool. It's called Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. And another one for meetings, communication meetings. You ever been out uh, at a gospel meeting, and you and you want to be at your... Monday morning staff meeting, but uh, you're not physically there. Well, there's a lot of, uh, of, of things that you can do with that. You can do Skype. You, I, I found Skype to be unreliable in some cases. Uh, you can do um, GoToMeeting. GoToMeeting is, a, is an expensive solution, but it's a very, very good solution. 
But the one that I found that works really, really great is called Hangouts. And it lets multiple people get on the same video call, or you can just limit it to audio. And you can be in a meeting with someone. You can hear what everybody's saying. Uh, and those people can be in five or six or seven different places at the same time. Or you can have all sorts of people at the same time do it in, in the same place. Like, for instance, you could just Google Hangout into a meeting in your office. I did that last week with our staff meeting on Monday morning. I wanted to know what was going on and I wasn't going to be there. And so I, uh, I Google, I had a hangout with them in the office and I was able to hear what everybody else said and I was able to, able to chime in sometimes. So I really, really like that. And Voxer and Hangouts both are available on Android and iOS, both. So that's really, really great. And the Android app is actually really uh, good. They've redesigned the, uh, the Voxer app and the Hangouts app actually in the last few months. And they have really, really coming along with those apps. They really know that people are using them and, and it's really, really great. My phone has beeped about 40 times during recording this because um, Eric Gray and Paul Sperlin and all them are talking about uh, different things on Voxer right now. So I'm going to go listen to all those recordings and hear what they've talked about after I record this show. The last one I want to talk about with communication, and this is not necessarily about uh, communication per se, but it's about collaborating uh, with teams on projects, is Microsoft Office 365. And this is Windows and Mac uh, cross-platform kind of things. Uh, say that you do your bubble bulletin on Microsoft Word or Microsoft Publisher, and you want to be able to track some changes on that, or you want to be able to log on to uh, that and, and log on and get those files and work on them and then have the changes uh, uploaded to your se church secretary and your church secretary finishes out the bulletin and prints it off. You can do that. Microsoft Office 365, they have, it's I believe it's $99 a year, and they have business uh, um, upgrades for that. That's actually a lot cheaper than buying uh, $200 worth of Microsoft Office products and loading them onto your computer every few years. And so that's actually a lot cheaper than doing that. Plus you get all sorts of features. And with that, you get access to the iOS apps, the um, iPad apps, the Android app, all sorts of different things. It's really, really great. So Microsoft Office 365 for that collaboration with Microsoft Office documents and different things like that. Spreadsheets, all sorts of stuff. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed the show today, and I hope that you have uh, been enriched by some of the tools that uh, I've presented to you today. We're going to have a short prayer, and then we're going to be done with the podcast today. Let's go ahead and go to God in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day, and thank you so much for all the ministers that are listening, all the youth ministers that are listening, all the church workers and deacons and elders and leaders and all sorts of different people that work in your kingdom, Lord. And please help, uh, please help me to bless them. Help me to help them, help you, uh, your word to be shown and glorified in every single thing that we do and using these tools and this technology in all sorts of our ministries and walks of life, Lord. Thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you so much for his sacrifice. Thank you so much for everything that he did for us. And thank you so much for all the blessings that you have given us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray this prayer. Amen. Again, we're very, very happy that you have joined us today. Uh, you can find show notes for this episode at uh, all the links that we've mentioned, all the links to the apps that we've mentioned, chadl.co slash mbits slash 016. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ministrybits. And don't forget to like um, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ministrybits. And don't forget to go to the new Adventures in Ministry site. 
There's going to be some great, so there's already some great resources up there right now. Much easier to find, much better laid out than the old site. Um, download the AIM app uh, on Google or um, iOS, and you can listen to this podcast and many others live. And well, not live, but you can li- you can download and you can stream them. It's really really great. So check that out. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, please send all your questions and comments to Chad Landman, chad.landman at gmail.com. I'd appreciate hearing from you so much. Go out and have a blessed week and um, make sure that you glorify God in all that you do. My heart.